Good afternoon for some of you. Good morning for a lot of other you. Thank you for joining us here yet again for another WandaVision discussion here on Shmomi the Money. I am here with my two co-hosts, Jeff Alterman slash Quiz Show and Dan. I'm not saying your last name because I'm going to butcher it. Bettenhausen, uh, fucking hard, man. It is for me. It is for me. <laughs> Call sign Hans and Franz. We are also joined by a special guest today, a newly drafted rookie in the movie trivia showdown, who has the first match to air after the pay-per-view matches. It is rookie of the Quirky Mercs, the Jackal, Jesse Swift. Brilliant intro. Well done, sir. Thank you, Bennett. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, uh, I have a I'm match. Just trying to get up? that hype up. I... I'm just trying to get that hype up for you. I didn't realize I had a match coming up. <laughs> You're so focused on studying, right? Yeah. It's not like that's been every waking uh, element of my existence for the last week. (laughs) No, but no, I think it was last week or the week before you sent out a tweet basically asking if if anyone wanted you to uh, come on to discuss one division. I'm like, all right, let's see if we can make this work. Let's see if we can get them to follow us. That way I can send them a DM to ask. So, That's right. It's step um, by step. But no, I, I got the inspiration because I myself on my channel had um, Chris Anthony Lopez from Spin from the Real over and help, and did a review with us. And I was like, well, that was a lot of fun. I'd like to do the reverse and see if I can pop on somebody else's channel. Yeah. 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 It's like this show is just so fun to just watch and talk about like, Yes, the episodes are like 25 minutes, but I've not seen a single live stream discussion that is under an hour. <laughs> the only ones I see that are short are the ones where they actually pre-film it and mm-hmm. they just kind of get the uh, general. But when you have live streams like this, you'll have people talk for anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah, so. and especially when you have multiple people. Like when I was doing one with my co-host, we'd run it about 30, 40 minutes. So understandably, when we added in a third person, a new element, we went an hour and a half. Easy. Yeah, we had five last week, and then we went on like a 30-minute 30 30-minute 30 tangent on the Fantastic Four when we were talking about yeah, who's yeah, this. No, no, last, last week it was, like, it was like just talking about all sorts of shit, and then it's like, all right, now back to when the boys started, when the boys turned into ten year olds, right before our eyes, and we were at the fifty three minute mark when we got to that. Point. <laughs> okay, we need to get through this fast. So yeah, hopefully today we can limit that. Um, so let's just start at the top. We get a Malcolm in the Middle inspired uh, intro. So I good. absolutely loved it. I got so like I knew it right away. I'm like, oh, this is Malcolm in the Middle. So great. Um, I just. I'm curious as to why they skipped the nineties is so I think interesting with, with the last episode, they were pushing the very late eighties, early nineties. And they kind of just did like uh, an amalgamation. And I think the nineties didn't have as many memorable things show wise. It had, it did have some, it, it had several, but I'm wondering maybe they'll go back to it or maybe they just really wanted to hit modern times um, I'm not sure. Yeah, to me, to me, it's we. There's a good sense that it's going to be that modern family style next week, and then I think right. the final two episodes we're getting away from the TV shows. It's going to be everything's coming to, to a head in the last two. Stuff's going to happen with the hex, or the hex is going to go wonky, and we're going to get away from those themed kind of uh, decade episodes. That's a fair point. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, like. 
uh, we, we already kind of saw that a little bit this week um, where I, after the skipping, you know, you've seen the background with, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just mentioning it here without trying to jump too far ahead. The, the theater marquee, which had the parent trap and it had the Incredibles, which of course has its own various little like themes and stuff in there about, you know, twins causing mischief somehow, um, as well as, you know, a, a superhero family, you know, a lot of stuff that's relevant to the show, but also, uh, parent trap was 1998. If, if they're going by, you know, general timeline and not like the 1961 or 62 release one. Uh, and then Incredibles was 2004. So even just in the background, there are things about what they're showing where the actual timeline are kind of starting to kind of mesh together and considering every, all of it's fake, uh, it makes sense. That it doesn't necessarily have to start adhering to a specific uh, timeline visual palette. And similar, um, similar to last week's intro, like the 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 lyrics of the song are just keep playing off of things aren't as they seem. Just go along with it; it's fine. Why you, know? you watch the subtitles? <laughs> because if you watch with subtitles, you'll catch a lot of that. Oh, um, so, um, I went and looked up last um, episode to get the lyrics, but I haven't done it yet for this one. Very similar yeah. themes. Yeah, very yeah, similar it's, thing. it's um, interesting. And I know something a lot of people brought up is they skipped the 90s and a lot of people wanted a Friends type intro. Um, I don't know if that works with the uh, just who's on the show. It's just a family. So I feel like so far they, they've chosen shows that are have like family based um, in it. I think that's where you could have gone like Full House. Maddie. Well, yeah, I think uh, that, that would have been an easy one, right? And I don't know. There's there's missed oppor- there's missed Olsen opportunity, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I can't believe I didn't even think about that, man. Wow. <laughs> I just don't I think they feel like that's too on the nose, so they're like, yeah, is it? With this Look, show is anything too on the nose? They dropped a the stuff is on the kick-ass line in the middle of the show. I don't yeah, think it was, on the it, nose. Everyone <laughs> everyone thinks that the kick-ass thing was like so cool. But and and I thought it was very funny because you know I you know I wasn't the only one who thought about that when it happened when when it, when Pietro showed up like wait a minute they both were in Kick Ass together and now he's playing his part there, um, but I I thought that the way she just randomly just went hmm, Kick Ass <laughs> well, okay I I get what you're saying there but it didn't feel it felt pretty. Uh, you know, false. but then again, so do so, a lot of random one-liners and sitcoms. I think a lot of people forget at, that Evan Peters is in Kick-Ass. I think a lot of he's people... He's ass-kicker. Yeah, he's ass-kicker, which <laughs> is so great. Evan Peters in this episode absolutely killed it. He was I, so I amazing in this episode. Um, I, I still... there. I have a lot of concerns as to who he is, because I don't think he's yeah. uh, Pietro. Absolutely I think he not. Is. Absolutely um, not. I've been saying this since episode two when I saw the rumor that Evan Peters would be on. I was, he is either going to be Mephisto or a aged up version of the twins. I don't think, because they're not identical twins, so I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm still on the boat that he will end up being a disguised Mephisto. And this episode proved a lot of points uh, for me uh, for that. Me as well. Because yeah. he says like uh demons like there's a lot of demon devil raise hell demon spawns right yeah right yeah and i mean like they they only 
the the baby the the twins don't really actually start interacting in any way like i mean they were born in episode three but it's really episode five the same episode where he shows up where they're actually officially like on the show really and if mephisto really had a hand like in the comics or whatever with actually creating the, the twins then it makes sense that he shows up around the same time as the actual twins as well getting getting back to the start of the episode one thing i'm very happy with is that the kids are characters and they're not just plot devices. Like I love that Billy was the narrator during that whole kind of intro portion of mm -hmm. the show. Dan, can I add on the narrating bit? Please, please. Um, so I noticed this the second time I watched it, I was trying to watch it a third time this morning, but I just got caught up in things. But um, typically when he breaks the fourth wall and kind of narrates, everyone else kind of resumes what they're doing right mm -hmm. yeah okay maybe you know what i'm gonna bring up yep. Yep. i noticed the second time that when he's talking about uh wanda and vision like kind of arguing that they've been different, different since yeah since quicksilver showed or since pietro showed up pietro's watching him talk yeah whereas what... everybody else never breaks i was about i tried to find that on the actual but buck and i did a rewatch right before this and that's when i noticed it was on this third rewatch was that yeah. he was looking over at billy doing that monologue there while billy's kind of talking about him right yeah. right um, <laughs> i think they found two so, great kid actors for these parts i think yes. both of them are do do a very good job being the characters that they're asked to be uh, and i think that makes it better and again glad they're not just standard kid actor plot devices and they're actually have a depth to them yeah i think what's great is that i mean like yeah they have superpowers and whatnot but they feel like the kind of kid actors that would be cast and act in a sitcom mm -hmm. which yeah. which is good um uh it's like feige did his so, research guys yeah another thing <laughs> that dan uh brought up and something that i uh, noticed so originally for me i thought um billy's costume kind of looked like for me a lot of people say dr strange for me it felt like it looked like mag mag magneto and but then looks like dan, right. yeah I'm, I'm actually i just put it in here um let's just wait it was definitely a wiccan and speedy although speedy yeah, he with the much red more like, like quicksilver the... than speedy didn't he yeah, <laughs> yeah so pretty, yeah pretty yeah yes yeah, no you're right about exactly. speed yeah i was like but then yeah, again like, i mean of course that, i was like oh he was, yeah he was idolizing quicksilver so it makes sense um well joe malcolm in the middle is was from 2000 2006 so if you want to go based on that <laughs> 2000s i guess you could say is but I got I got giddy each time we saw them come in their original costumes. Like when Wanda walked down the stairs in the shot we got in most of the like the previews and the marketing material for the show. When we saw Vision, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like I got super <laughs> get like so good that, with kids. <laughs> to me, that paid off. Seeing the Quicksilver outfit and the the poofy hair and the boys in their Wiccan and Speed mm -hmm. costume, like. To me, that was all wonderful, and uh, I'm glad that paid off. I want I want to ask you guys a quick question, just while we're in the early bit of this episode. When it came to the intro, did you guys get a Kids in America vibe from the sound of the song? A little yeah. bit. Okay, a little, I'm glad a little bit. The only one. Yeah, it, it's um, it was definitely a very 
what is it like a pop punk vibe at the beginning um you know the the kind that that really uh, i'm not gonna say the word giddy that's all i'm gonna say giddy <laughs> there's another word that i'll that I, yeah there there's another word that describes Did you give you it gave buck the vapors yes um, i mean i just thought it was i i i really enjoy when how they use the the halloween episode special episode format to have the characters be in their comic accurate costumes but they're like really shitty versions of their comic (laughs) (laughs) the comic accurate ones i just want to point out that um uh pietro's hair looks like he has horns yes also still i yeah ventura yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you that guys too. get much Jim Carrey energy in the shows? Yeah, a little bit. Now that you say it. Yeah, right on. Right on. Uh, as soon as you I said mean, that, oh my God, he's so right. He's I mean, so he right. Like, and he was like, he's like, it's like, it wasn't me. It was Billy. Tell me. And don't you forget it. And he just, but, it felt like something that Jim Carrey would do. Remember, like, very kinetic. For someone who has. When they did that to his hair, they were calling him White Devil. Devil. There it is Devil. again. Devil. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I like how you powers, go from one Batman mug to another Batman mug. Oh, actually. It's, it's just the flip side. Oh, okay. I was about to say. <laughs> I do wish now like had, I do wish he now had two mugs just for the bit, but so, um, so yeah, so after this we go back to outside the hex where Hayward, oh man, he said some sh- disrespectful stuff to Monica. Disrespectful. You know who's like, probably best friends is um, Thunderbolt and Hayward. I feel like. <laughs> oh, just... I don't doubt that whatsoever. Like he's actually uh, Thunderbolt Ross's secret love child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like so, uh, he Hayward, brings Hayward up just Captain like, Marvel, uh, and I'm like, whoa. And then he basically says that you probably couldn't do this because you have a weak stomach. I'm like, you said what? Like, I'm like, damn. I thought we were going to get our first photon blast, you know? Dude, Just like across okay. the as room. As soon as she – because they're somewhat close. Um I thought after he brought up that she had a weak stomach, she would reach across and just deck him. I really thought she was going to do it. Like – I think she will eventually do it because he'll he'll say something that crosses the line, or they'll find out he's hiding something big. Um, so it's going to be interesting. He basically tells them to leave. Um, one thing that Dan brought up, and I've seen a lot of people bring up, how the world was during after the snap to when they came back. Like, yeah. like how was the world during that time? Was there a mm-hmm. lot of crimes being committed? Like, what happened during that time frame? I would. I would like to see a show, to be honest. I'm sure though. I'm Kinda sure they will explore it at that. some point. But um, I gotta say, one of my favorite things, and I know that they talked about it on. Like, you would, uh, Maddie. Um, you you would headbutt Mister Mixed Martial Arts. Yeah, Mister. I'm gonna fight everyone, but also probably win. Um, one of my favorite things, though, and I know they mentioned it on action there, and it's just been it's been sitting with me ever since they actually brought it up. Just how funny the line really is is after everyone um, after everyone actually says their comments um, or Hayward's going to be like, you know, he's insulting everyone. And then he just goes, we, we don't have time to diminish your coworkers. 
yeah he's just, so just then, such a not yeah. it's just such a dry comment and it's just it's so funny that it comes to randall park we don't have time to diminish your co-workers <laughs> i'm so then basically ask them to leave and we see badass jimmy woo kick some at dude I, I was like let's go let's go so he can throw a punch he is some a kung woo <laughs> some kung woo some kung woo and then uh darcy's like why don't you let me in on the plan i don't <laughs> think this was a plan i think this was more they looked at each other and it's like okay yeah we're not leaving so, so i think a this... lot of us want to think that we would have been monica or jimmy in that instance but i think a lot of us would have been darcy just like <laughs> what do i do what do i do here so going back to hayward just for a sec buck and i were talking a little bit before i don't think it's unreasonable as a character in this world and i was talking with some other some other uh, generals last night about this to feel like wanda's a threat i mean in all intents and purposes she's holding these people hostages in his head like that's what it appears i think the big issue i have with him yeah he said i mean he also said like it's a good thing you weren't around when your mom died to monica but like monica's major point that you're escalating the situation is what the problem is stop it's poking a, mama bear right right we need to de-escalate this and you're just making it worse i don't think it's a problem for hayward to think yeah one is a threat she could be the villain in the situation but you're going about handling it incorrectly Yeah, yeah uh, that's why she yeah. says if she's the problem, she needs to be the solution. And we mm -hmm. don't know what wiping her out is going to do. The, the person that supposedly started this has to be the one that can, you know, probably end bring it. it, bring it in. Yeah, and that makes that makes perfect sense. But Hayward is Hayward is that typical guy. I mean, there could obviously be more sinister stuff underneath for him. Um, you know, maybe he's somehow connected to Hydra, considering most of the letters in Hayward can create Hydra somehow. Or, you know, also there's a Hayward in in Agents of Shield who is somehow a Hydra guy. Uh, there's all these different things, but also he could just be that one guy who's the superior officer of 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 like the military group who happens to just want to like go in guns blazing for stuff while the actual like people that we follow are like no 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 you can't do that and it's just it's not that he's a bad guy it's that that's just what he's that's just what he knows is how to just treat everything with gunfire so he could be he could be real shitty and sinister and and we're not seeing something or he could just be that guy who um, needs to learn that there are just other ways to to approach right. how to deal with the situation. I have a weird suspicion that there's a tie between him and our Pietro. Yeah. Certainly yeah. possible. Certainly yeah. So possible. my two things with uh, Pietro is he, he is either Mephisto in disguise or he works for S.W.O.R.D. Um, and they changed his appearance somehow or he is a um a quicksilver from a different verse whether it's the x-men verse or a different verse in the multiverse who now works for sword and he's trying to get info because near the end there he asks a lot of questions it's like probing questions a lot of probing questions but the questions that he, that, sh that wanda asks him She's trying to get him to to answer and to like prove that he knows stuff. And he literally points out that she's trying to get answers from him and doesn't answer anything. Right, he never answers. The only, never answers. the only thing he says is uh uh it's like, I don't know. First I was I got gunned down in the street, 
Like and the next thing I know, I heard you calling. Yeah, that's like a chump. I couldn't remember the word he used. Um, and then next thing I knew, I heard you calling, so I had to come. And like that was that that makes it sound like he is abs- He's actually a recast version of Aaron Taylor Johnson's, but he's totally just playing him like the Fox version. So I it's, see, I it's, don't it's think real he's weird. Like the Fox version. I think Evan Peters is doing something wholly original with this. Yeah. Piece. I think there it's slightly there, but it's I think much closer he takes though, it to another level. Like I, I yeah. think it's kind of there. I mean, like like, like uh, I think the base is there. Like it, like he, like the base character, but he just does something a little bit different with it. A little bit more pun intended, quirky. A, but, more quirky. There's this line. There's this line that that he said, and I and um. Hold on, let me let me pull up the indie wire uh, review epi- of of the episode um, because that they they brought up the line that I'm thinking of that he said that um, I found to be pretty relevant. Um, they they said, "Oh, this is pretty on the nose," and I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's the whole point that it was on the nose." Um, but come on, oh no, that's next that's last week's episode. All right, to me, he I'll seems a little bit more vindictive than um the other incarnations of quicksilver yeah and also there's there's a specific exchange of dialogue that i'll say why i think it really leans into mephisto but i'll let you um of course finish up your point i mean i'm I'm just looking for it donate it's right there it's in the pinned comment that's right yeah we're the schmoes give us the money (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so just real quickly uh another thing that dan and i kind of noticed is this old scene where he says something and then it happens? Uh, yeah, oh, this, this, that's interesting way to look at that. I was thinking more of like a uh, uh, WandaVision glitch type thing again, but that's actually yeah, because really he's good. like all the candy has disappeared, and then like two seconds later, you see uh, Quicksilver takes all of it, and then next thing is all the pumpkins get smashed. Then he then they get smashed like it's interesting smashing pumpkins right on smashing pumpkins. and it could just be playing off the the sitcom elements but i mean yeah, again, that's exactly how so, i felt but it could i think that's more of just a sitcom thing of he's saying it and, and it's happening uh but then he does say he's like do you want something changed do you want something different right. uh, which well, is exactly just... the same sort of thing as agnes last week where she's like dude do you want to take it from the top like now, do you want me to hold the babies? By the way, uh, the comment here, um, I found it. Um, here's the, the dialogue um, where it's like, Wanda asks him, like, why do you look different? He goes, uh, and, you know, he doesn't really, he's not able to answer. And he just goes, you know, I'm just doing, I'm just trying to do my part. Come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, stir up trouble with the Rugrats, and ultimately give you grief. That's what you wanted, isn't it? So... I, I think that yeah, that's like r- near uh, the end. Yeah. What, yeah. That's, that's what throws me off that a little bit is that everything about him being here has completely derailed like her plans, her control. Um, she can't get comfortable. And as before, usually anything that revolves around her decisions, she is like the overseer of like, she's been kind of controlling vision. She's been controlling all the Westview residents and Pietro, she's got no control over. It doesn't seem like she wanted him there. Like she thought about having him there, obviously, but him just appearing here seems to be another force involved. So, yeah, so now, 
What up, Shug? So now we're up to like what? Uh, definitely three people that she can't control: the twins and then him, right? Because the twins, as we know from last week, I mean, she they appear can't really control uh, vision lately. Oh no, I was saying, that's why I said definitely three people, and then yeah. I was going to go on to vision. Um, but like, yeah, it's definitely the three the the twins who um, you know. There's the dialogue last week where. She's saying, like, you know, why won't you do what I say and all that other stuff where it, it makes it sound like it's coming from a sitcom trope. But really, it's it's commenting on the fact that they're different than everyone else because they're not doing they're not they're not adhering to when she casts magic spells on them. They're just kind of doing what they want to do. Um, and of course, you know, we get to to was it uh, Billy? Billy's the short haired one. Billy's Billy's Wiccan. Billy is Wiccan. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, he hears what happens and he's the one who has to go tell Wanda this and they, they're casting all this magic and, and doing these, they're using their powers around everyone and no one can tell. So they're definitely special and different, I think, outside of just like the normal sitcom stuff. And then Pietro is of course also kind of just wreaking havoc basically. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I think it's interesting that he used the words, give you grief because there's yeah. a lot of grief. Um, and that, that's the thing. I, I think to go into Jesse's point, I think maybe we're not in an order, but we're dealing with the stages of grief here. And I think as much as she wants this suburban life with her and vision, her grief is causing her to want other things or be in denial about things. And when um, when Monica brings up her brother in that conversation, she her head, her the wheels start turning in her head about her brother. And that's what brings him there whether it's her or someone else we don't know yet but again it's when she says she wants that maybe not ex inter or externally but internally she's feeling grief now about her brother and not just vision so it's all coming together in this hex yes. meanwhile what's great is i saw i saw bibs tweet this out and, and it's absolutely something that i was thinking about too was uh one thing that i i love about this show is this whole idea of, you know, and I mentioned it from from our first, you know, go round, was this idea of it's 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 this uh, perfect sort of sitcom town where it's all these sitcom things that happen, but there's always this layer of something sinister that's just right underneath the surface. And watching this, where Vision goes on his walk, and you see all this stuff on the outskirts, what I love about WandaVision is how it's sort of exposing or commenting or satirizing um the world of the sitcom to show it's not nearly the idyllic type of place that shows make it out to me there's so much more nightmarish than what we actually watch because what's happening with all these people when they're off screen and we see yeah. they're literally frozen or if they're just if they're just off camera but not like fully off screen they're doing the same move over again. This it's right like here is one of the most waiting for their cue. This right yeah. here is one of the most nerve wracking scenes. I don't like episode. it. Oh my <laughs> God. It's so like and cringe. You're like. For you on the nose as it is, I love that it was tied in with a Halloween episode because there's so much horror in this yeah. episode. It's so it, I, it, we still have David Lynch like fully on lock with with this. Sort and again, of with the tear rolling down the eye, I got again, I got more get out feelings about I, that. I did as well. That's exactly what I thought was get out. 
Um, and almost like a little bit of like body horror just with like the entrapment. Like um, it, it reminded me of House of Wax a little bit. Like someone's yeah. still living and just like yeah. stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yes, 100%. Sorry, I got a visitor here. Hi. <laughs> it's just, just the tail. It's just the tail. And here's the full one. Oh, he's so big. What's up, cat? What's up? What's new, pussycat? Oh my god! Just keep going. Whoa, he's whoa, not here. Whoa. I knew somebody would do it. I, I mean, when I when we were getting ready for the stream, I broke in. You guys are doing some kind of karaoke, so I appreciate you serenading me and helping me just okay. loosen the nerves hey. a little bit. So and where where are we back in the episode? So uh, yeah, it's the like um, like we see a vision walking to the part of town that's farther away from Wanda, and this just shows that she probably doesn't think for the people that are farther away because it doesn't affect her and vision and the kids as much and this shows it that they're kind of like she's controlling them but just barely like they're doing like the same task like over and over and so the farther away you get from wanda the worse yeah the less focus and so we do see that after this is the uh the commercial and so i know jeff's thoughts on this i know dan's jesse what is your thoughts on the on the commercial okay, yo so magic what, what i always love doing is watching i watch it right at midnight even though i wait i wake up at five o'clock for work this week was um, the first time i did that yeah uh so I, I love watching it and then when i'm at work i don't have to talk with a lot of people so i usually have my headphones in and i'm just listening to other people review and analyze the show and then Later that night, usually I'll watch it a second time, and I love watching with the perspective and helps kind of change things. But um, first watch, I didn't really realize that yo magic. I was thinking yo plate, like yogurt, but it's like it's like your magic, and he's like I'm snacking on yo magic, and I was like I think this this sunglass wearing shark is the antagonist of the show, a representative of. We started out with the trauma. Now we're starting to mm-hmm. catch up to present um, ordeals that Wanda's going through. And I think whether she's consciously aware of it or not, her current trauma is happening right now. And it is likely Mephisto. Um, I think that's been the popular theory for a reason. And how much sense would it make that someone is feeding off her energy, feeding off her magic, feeding off her grief and trauma and they're slowly withering away. A lot of people are saying that maybe the, because it was a kid, it was um, representative of Wiccan or speed and that's possible. But I think it also is very much represented of Wanda herself. And that if, as she keeps um, exploding with this magic, she might be like losing herself and potentially wasting away in some form or another. So it's also the rest of the town wasting away potentially because of all this too. I mean, they're all stuck there, and you know, it's and not they're like all they getting can break. They can't mutated. break through. They can't break through whatever this is. They can't get out of it. And once you know, they can't open it. They can't get. They can't get what they need to get to survive. They're gonna just. They're gonna die out too. Which part I got, of that, I mean, you can look at that like two different ways, Mephisto. Um, wise like there's there's ways that having Pietro in there and being close to Wanda would have credence for him being Mephisto, but also. Mm-hmm. Who's the person that keeps poking the bear and causing Wanda to use more of her magic energy? Hayward. So yeah. the shark could also be 
Hayward and you think of agents wearing glasses and stuff like that. So um, I love how vague and not helpful, but also interesting at the same time, the commercials have been. Yeah. 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 This one definitely has been the most like, what? Like, because all of the other ones alluded to one of the stones, like in terms of shape or uh, color. So the fact that this was no way representing that. I'm going to disagree a little bit. I'm not saying it's as obvious. I'm getting some soul stone vibes just because it takes a soul to get the soul stone. So seeing that visage of the the kid withering away and kind of you got, I wouldn't say it's a perfect representation of like the red skull, but again, that the skull imagery, the skeleton, I mean, if it is, I'm going to lean that it's soul stone. But yeah, it's it's not nearly as obvious as the other ones. Um, another theory that I've seen is Hayward could also be Mephisto as well. I've seen. I also, mean, that, that did not feel like TVPG imagery. I just just gonna no. say that. Did, like, I... <laughs> well, I don't know. you guys the rated TV fourteen, by the way. It's rated TV fourteen. Oh, that episode was TV fourteen. Yes. Hmm. Or according to Partis, so. I mean, I I, I grew up with I trust our friend Partis. The late '90s, early 2000s. There's some scary, scary stuff on TV. It did. I mean, weirdly enough, it made me want a Capri Sun. Hey, we grew it up did. with like Nightmare Room and Goosebumps. I think we can handle withering away. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, you're so. you're saying a show. You're not just asking. A show. No. I mean, I mean, I'm glad you're not afraid of the dark as. Uh, an adult that you are, but I think Gunner's got a good theory in the comments. Oh, yeah, this one, mm-hmm. that one, yeah, because Haywood was testing on vision. That's right. what I was saying. Like, like he's, I, there is a chance that Hayward isn't actually because there are people that think that he's somehow connected to a lot of this other stuff. There is just as much of a chance that he is just that asshole within the military base group right. who's just. Overextending like like his authority because he thinks that shoot first, ask questions later is the way to go to solve things. I think we might be jumping around, but we're when we get to the scene where Darcy, Monica, and Jimmy are like hacking (laughs) into the files. Austin, that's how these shows work. (laughs) Everyone traps the theory every week. I I think Austin might be Mephisto. Since episode two, when I heard Evan Peters was going to be on, I've been on the he will be disguised as Mephisto. It didn't completely get debunked today or with uh, this one. So I'm still I'm still on that train. I'm still on that train. I'm I'm on it with you. Choo choo. Let's go. Getting to that scene where they're looking into the files like, oh, they're tracking vision. I'm kind of on the same wave with Jeff is that he's a villain in that he oversaw the testing and experimenting on vision project cataract vision your cataracts deal with your eyes and vision and stuff so she found out hayward was experimenting got pissed brought him there and he's the impetus for that but i don't think he's more malevolent outside of that but yeah he's covering his ass for what he was doing to vision and and he's interested in vision's abilities the vibration you keep pushing this I got. I have to. I have to say for uh, to Maddie though, if I'm not mistaken, in Ghost Rider, it's Mephistopheles or something yeah, yeah. like that. Mephistopheles. Yeah. Yeah. But you, the thing is, Mephisto is short for Mephistopheles. Is it? 
Yes. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, but I thought they were like two different characters because whenever I've like read it, they've referred to him as Mephisto and not the full name, but that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Jesse, I would yeah. just say that word, you may want to make sure you pronounce it right. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Because <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I literally just pulled it up. I, I use, I use the Wikipedia app for a lot of the stuff that, you know, on the washed out screen, you can totally see what's on it. Um, yes, the comments are going to blow up. Get this idiot off the show. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck me. And uh, we're canceled. We're canceled, Buck. Um, We're canceled, Buck, for having this guy on. Uh, No, Mephisto. You just, you just look up Mephisto, and it says who he's been before. And the only thing that has it credited right now is Kieran Hines in Spirit of Vengeance. And Peter Fonda in Ghost Rider. Mm. Okay. If you select either of their names and you go to the, if you actually go to like the cast, it says Mephistopheles slash the devil. Like <clears throat> Mephisto, Mephistopheles. It's just short for Mephistopheles. And that was my favorite cat in Cats, uh, Mr. Mephistopheles. <laughs> you mean magical Mr. Mephistopheles? <laughs> yes, that one. Man, that was a great Saturday night. That was fun. Saturday night. <laughs> but we're not we, tangenting. We're not getting yeah, on we're, we're not tangenting. <laughs> I, press the, I appreciate the education tangent because, yeah, um, I, I have watched both Ghost Riders, but clearly not recent Same. enough. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. So the way that it works is in, according to the comics, it's just Mephisto. So yeah. I think in Ghost Rider, they made it the, I'm not saying that name because I can't say it. Mephisto, yes. it doesn't matter. Yes. Mephistopheles. Yeah, now yes. that I can see it, because like I don't think I've ever seen it written out. But yeah, now it's, it's literally brain, just so. Mephistopheles with a couple letters cut off. It's just Mephistopheles. I mean, Mephisto and his feelings. I, I think what we're doing right now is we're getting down a rabbit hole of pronunciations. Let's get back to... Um, okay, so after the commercial, we come back. Now, do we think that they were just walking by or they actually were inside the uh, theater because it just it cuts to them just it looks like they were walking out or just really close by i think they're just yeah. walking by because everyone's been everyone's been trick-or-treating they're not going to be in yeah. the movie theater they're walking right. by there and like i mentioned earlier the movies that are chosen is a story about hijinks that are created as a result of two twins that are doing something mm-hmm. about getting their parents back together their parents back together and even though it's showing a brother and sister we don't know if that's really a brother, and if Mephisto is the one that creates the tw- that, that's there to create the twins, that could actually be the mother and father somehow. Whoa, whoa! I know, I mean, Vision, and, Vision and Wanda are acting different right now, too, as alluded to by Billy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one yeah. of those two options is certainly where it's alluding to, or both. Also, that part of the parent trap story literally just hit my head now. Before, I was just thinking <laughs> two twins that cause hijinks. I forgot it's about getting parents together, and it took seeing that image of Pietro and Juan the next to each other to be like, wait, it's about parents? And so I want to play something <laughs> now. Um, we aren't going to hear it, but we can read it. It's kind of what Jeff Fuck, said. I'm ready to get copy strike. Let's go. First of all, we can't hear it. I'm just saying like we yeah, can see, see it. The in, yeah, uh-huh. this is the quote you were speaking of. Yeah, I mean that, one, right? Yeah. And then she brings up what happened to your accent. Mm. He turns it right around on her. What happened to yours? Again, not answering yeah. questions. Exactly. Like he's very Which like to he some knows- people is obviously frustrating because they're like, just answer a question. Stop answering questions with questions. <laughs> and for me, it was this scene that cemented 
how I felt about him as Mephisto. And it's because he brings up like, you know, he completely breaks down the barriers. He's like, it's just you and me talking and starts talking about the whole Westview anomaly and um, talks. He's like, where these kids come from? You know, I'm sure they, I'm sure you just have them normally sleeping in their beds and no need for unnecessary trauma. And she's like, you don't think this is wrong? He's like, oh, no, I think you've handled the the ethics of it amazingly. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that, that's that, when line, I started... that line right there. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's definitely. I mean, I mean, come on. he He's calling out specifically this conversation. And what he brought up is a direct follow up to Vision's question. Where are the children? Right. Well, now we know. It sounds like she, she or someone. Um, because she doesn't know how they got there and whatnot. How do we know that it was still definitely her? Probably was, <laughs> but it's always good. <laughs> so I feel like this is it. more like these questions <laughs> that that he asked was trying to find out, all right, how much do, does she actually know about what's going on? And again, Pietro says, you know, Westview is charming as hell. <laughs> again, it's it seems very intentional. And I want to bring up like, we keep arguing like if one person's Mephisto or the other person's Mephisto, maybe there's more than one person involved and Mephisto has agents. Hayward could be an agent of Mephisto. We don't yeah, know what we, Agnes's or Agatha's um, connection could possibly be. Right, we haven't seen Dottie what, like really quick. We haven't in, seen like, Dottie since three. she was like, does this make me look fat? That yeah. was the last time we saw her. So I feel, I mean, it's possible we don't see her again, but the fact is she was not placed with a real-life person when they were in episode four, when they were pairing people. Her and Agnes were the two that didn't get placed. Guys, guys, what if Mephisto is the friends we made along the way? Shut the fuck up, Dan. (laughs) God damn it, Dan. God damn it. So then next, uh, we then see Tommy get his actual speed yeah so what a setup and he's like i love how p i love how uh pietro gets so excited like like he gets more excited i think than him he's like yeah. oh little man gets his speed yeah he's like you know so, he says you're a chip the off way, the maximoff block. block is it the maximoff block or are you <laughs> so excited because your child has powers by the way, um, just just to point out, when we're talking about like other characters that could be agents and stuff, said it before, said it again. We don't know if when it comes to Ag- Agnes, is Ralph just a sitcom joke of the you know the the kooky next door neighbor that's always making jokes, or is Ralph actually relevant? We still don't know who is the person that Randall Park actually had to go because it was their their person in custody. Um, we we haven't seen Ralph. Could they be one of the same? We um, haven't heard Ralph for about three episodes, two or three. We episodes. haven't heard about Ralph. Well, yeah, it's also another reason why we haven't heard about Ralph is because, um, what was it? The last time we heard about Ralph was in episode three. Episode four was, of course. Ah, <laughs> oh, Maddie, that one is good. That one is good. <laughs> and I mean, there are some. You are how you are, Maddie. I get like, it. Like with if if Pietro is their father, like that brings up some weird some weird vibes there too. But so I'm hoping he's Mephisto if that's the case. But you know, that's some old man Logan type stuff. Um, So (laughs) then we go back outside the hex where uh, Darcy, Jimmy, and um, Monica are 
kind of in a secret um, area on the base where Monica's planning on going back in. And no Darcy's like, interesting yeah, and, developments here. Yeah, and Darcy's like, you, you can't. She then brings up her cells, and Monica just doesn't care. Um, I think the fact that she's changing after going through the hex feels like maybe that's how they deal with mutants. Yeah, I was. I said out loud when I was watching it. She's like, "Oh, your cells are rearranging and they're changing." I looked at my fiance. I was like, "You could almost say they're mutating. They're mutated cells." Yeah. Did she smack you after? Or <laughs> to me, that's kind of a weird MacGuffin because how is that any different than like Hulk getting his powers due to like radiation? Like just to say they're mutants. Like to me, that would be a throwaway word at that okay. point. Or mutating as opposed to even mutants. better. I mean, even better would be we don't know who this um, what do they call them aerotech engineer person Space is. Engineer. Um. So we, she references. How do we make Fantastic he. Four different? Yeah, he. It's not the Spanish. Um, yeah, it's a she. Does. So you know who else happens to be one of those jobs? Uh, Sue. I, well, they, her job, her job is very it, similar to that. To at least her general uh, is, but yeah, Maddie's. I right. like, um, I like this one as well. Yeah. But but yeah, the I thing would. is though, we heard about the voice act. We heard about the Spanish dub voice actor, um, and the voice actor is a is a female. I mean, the, one of the things, one of the ways that we actually learned about Evan Peters was because the Spanish dub actor for Evan Peters from the X-Men films tweeted out about how happy he was and to he work got fine. in WandaVision. In and this specific episode, they, they used he. Yeah, they, they used Monica says he. Huh. Okay. So it could it could still so. be I, – I would love to see Hank McCoy so it's not something as – because they because here's the thing. Jack Schaefer, and of course, yes, filmmakers, showrunners, people lie about it all the time. I don't think that they're going to immediately like – Jack Schaefer – the showrunner um, actually said uh, when when she heard rumors of like, hey, maybe they're going to do something that could introduce Fantastic Four. She's like, yeah, not yet. No, that's a cool idea. No, but I think it's because if they're going to actually utilize something for potentially X-Men, which you got to – they have to at this point because they brought in Evan Peters. So you know that they're already contemplating how to do it. Yeah, they, they're um, consciously aware. I they, think they're definitely thinking of it based deal... on uh, uh, X-Men related, and they're not I... going to touch Fantastic Four just yet. I could be wrong. We could all well, be Fantastic wrong. Fantastic Four I, has a director. X-Men does not. That's because Jesse? maybe the X-Men are being treated at the moment like like the Hulk. Mm. I mean, technically, it's because the Hulk, one of, one of the problems is, of course, Universal has the distribution rights to a solo Hulk film, which is why what they did was they created over Ultron, Ragnarok, and Infinity War Endgame. They created, they worked with Ruffalo to actually create a story arc for Hulk to have without him having his own individual film. Um, they could just be working on introducing the concept of mutants in what, and you know, just cause they, they've, they've announced John Watts as a director of fantastic four. doesn't mean that they're not doing something behind the scenes. We also sure. got, you know, 80 million Disney plus shows and all this other stuff. And they're all going to be integrated and connected. I think it's so, like 70 million, 70. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I exaggerated. Uh, but it could be, um, uh, it, it could be you know little things that are pl that pop up all throughout. I mean, and introducing one character of the Fantastic Four is not introducing the Fantastic Four. True, it, it's going to be introducing the element to it. I just think again, you know, 
it's you not always Mr. Fantastic. It's just Reed. Like that, I'm fine with. And I feel I, like I as as soon as they finalize that deal, I can just see in Kevin Feige's mind, like he just has this board of everything that is planned out, and he's all right. Where can I fit this to start to tease it? Like I just feel like that's the way he works. Like he just you guys know like, that yeah. always. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Shower is just like Pepe Sylvia. That's Feige. I feel like that's what it is. Um, Oh, we have the amazing Koi Jandru. What is that, Koi? Yes, yes. Plant seeds. So, so Koi, thanks for stopping by and coming to see your boy, the Jackal. One interesting. Hi, Koi. One interesting theory I read, I was talking with Buck a little bit, and Jeffy might have been there by that by this point, is that yeah. when Wanda was testing Pietro and talking about, do you remember that kid with the skin condition? That could be hinting at Dr. Doom. Granted, in the comics, he's Latvian, not Sokovian. But again, if we're planting seeds, that could be a seed that's planted pointing to Dr. Doom. You guys are yeah. blowing my mind in the best way. Here's the thing. Yeah. What I said was, if if we're not obviously when you talk about skin condition it could be all sorts of stuff it could be a younger maybe he had acne too it could i mean like (laughs) but if it's skin condition it could be all sorts of stuff man it could be someone who's like beast it could be a reference to uh what's his name to uh nightcrawler i know you said that he's mostly german in his origin but here's the thing the way these at these movies and shows have been doing stuff they haven't really been adapting stuff 100 the same oh yeah so I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, one of the only things that's that's that, that that you know you can't change is like, I mean, technically based on the time frame, they're gonna have to somehow change the trauma of like Magneto growing up if when that occurs, only because I mean, I don't know how old they can have a child who survived the Holocaust be in unless they do some kind timeline. of time displacement stuff and like rip him out of time and into yeah i don't know but, what like, you're talking about yeah, but they've never experimented with time in the mc before right so that's no, no 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 <laughs> um I, I think so what... luckily there are other traumas in the world that you can exactly pull actually that, unluckily I think that's what there are other traumas in the world that you can... <laughs> rephrase so Run it back. i have to interject here we did get a stream labs from the amazing maddie gunner here's some hey. money for some schmoes maddie gunner as always Thank you, my man. You're always great. Um, you, that goes straight to the guest, right? Is that how you guys run it? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, it, does. It, it, it goes straight to the guest. And by the guest means we are going to, after this, we are going to rent the movie The Guest by Adam Wingard, and we're going to watch it. That costs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the panelists will show me the money, not give you the money. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Austin is right. Maybe the kid with skin condition is Mephisto. That's right. He's got a grudge. He's got a grudge. She's like, I want Pietro's shoes. He got killed. I didn't get them. So now I'm going after his sister. You're you're right. Pietro's shoes. That's Mephisto. Yeah. Or Husk. Another You know, everyone's Mephisto. We skipped over earlier the Halloween costumes. Did you guys catch what they were Uh, in the flashback? Uh, In the uh, one of them was one of them was David Hasselhoff, um, uh, Nick Fury, and uh, Mantis. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't I couldn't I didn't tell the other one, but I knew it was someone by the bug ears. I didn't know who though. Yeah, Mantis. I I like I love that you specified the um David Hasselhoff. The David Hasselhoff like, Nick Fury because I was watching and I was jacket. like, that's some oh I didn't I didn't think about the jacket, but I was like, oh man, you can't whitewash Nick Fury. And I was like, wait, he was white previously because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he was white up until they were like, Hey, Sam Jackson, can we make Nick Fury based on you? 
And then yeah. later on, can you also be Nick Fury? And he's like, sort of like, sure. It's been there 12 was, years of Sam Jackson, you know, I've been like inundated with it. And it, there was actually a, a universe called the Ultimates Universe where right. said Nick Fury was black, and that's what they went up to. I think facing. that's what he's referring to. Yes. Uh, so let's kind of get a little bit more back on track. Uh, we promised ourselves we weren't going on a Fantastic Four tangent, which we broke that promise. Uh, this shot, <laughs> like, like Koi made a great point. Sorry, in the comments. Yeah, Koi's making a great point there too. Um, uh, yeah, before we move on, yeah, like that would be very I mean. appropriate. Like, yeah, it could be very be appropriate. Awesome. There's, there's tons of ways to do that when it comes to the Holocaust time displacement there and the idea of of someone who obviously is pulling from like that sort of thing that is absolutely a great way to kind of um somebody that pull was that in based on the time raised, frame. they could have been children during the civil rights era you know somebody that was raised mm -hmm. during just social and racial injustice would still have similar feelings against and, the travesties of humankind and that 20 year that 20 year time frame is pretty much perfect at least from how it was treated in films because 20 years ago we got the first bit i mean it's 21 but 20 years ago we got you know ian mckellen as magneto for the first time um so 20 years later if we're going to start having other stuff with x-men and if there's a magneto um thing there where it's current time frame as opposed to more period pieces where the characters don't age um uh there's uh that makes perfect sense to go from you know the early 1940s to the early to mid 1960s as the starting point. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So we got another Streamlabs from mm -hmm. Austin called Sign Caddyshack. Ask Who's Jesse. The, ask, <laughs> ask Jesse the same question you asked Jacob Whitnaben. If he gets them right, he gets the Streamlab money. Uh, I gotta. <laughs> I'm I sure gotta go. Money, Before uh, you say, I, I just want to, I just want to point out, Koi's, Koi's fan cast thing right there is that. And now I want that. I love that Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown seems yeah. like he would be pretty young uh, for Xavier. I've, I've been on I the like Esposito as Doctor Doom. That's who I want as my. Doom. I like I like Magneto and Doctor Doom. Both of those choices. I, I saw I saw Vigo Mortensen as Doctor Doom, and I'm like, that could be great. Anyways, let's. I gotta yeah. see if I remember the question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like it's gonna be just off. I got. Can I ask ahead of time if Jacob got it? He did not. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can remember what it was. I will wait. let you know this. It was a Star Trek question. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. I Are remember you a question that I I randomly asked Jacob. No, 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 no. So, all right. So, in the category of Star Trek, what what is the name of the third Star Trek film to star the cast of the Next Generation? Star Trek: The Next Generation crew. Oh yeah, I asked that question. I made it up on the spot. Is it no, insurrection? That is correct. Oh, did, I thought I did. Did I? Oh, I nope. made up a different one. Oh, so yes, I think it is fair since Jesse got that one. All the money that we get today, uh, we will go <laughs> ahead and send over to Jesse. Perfect. So. It is going to cover your own streamyard or whatever that you might use. Uh, it, it, yeah. Don, Don of the Star Trek well, of the Age. I'm still, I'm still on the free version of Streamyards, but I, I'm looking into uh, when I get more comfortable with it. We'll yeah, uh, I, we, we couldn't do the stuff on our channel with the free version. Like the amount of stuff that I've always. He's like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Repping. I, so, I thought I was going to embarrass myself with some Star Trek, so thank you for that. I, I just know that Star Trek for a lot of people in in Agitam is a very 
I wouldn't say weak. It's just something they probably don't focus on as much. We need Inman back in to help uh, cause everyone to do a lot more studying in some of those categories. If you had yeah. if you had Inman and Cushing both in there, Lord of the Rings and Star Trek would not be safe, and uh, the Rooks would have well, to step it up. I mean, I mean, I mean, not not saying that because we haven't seen him actually um, compete in it yet. But when it comes to Merle and IG, you know, at least one category he'll probably have on lock is Star Trek. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I, I'm man, curious. He did. He 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 took he it upon himself to do the on trailers for the whole series and watch the whole series over again and all the films and everything just to do honest trailers alone. He's been studying and rewatching those things for years. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he puts it on the wheel against Snyder because they can do that uh, this season. So we'll have to see. Uh, but no, trying to get more uh, back on track. Uh, Vision. Uh, yeah, uh, Vision goes farther away from uh, Wanda, and here they're not even moving. Like they're just, right. mm-hmm. they're just still. Which kind of makes you um, wonder how they got into that position in the first place. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's very, like I don't know if they've been there the entire time. And one thing that's always been crossed my mind is: is each episode just one day? So like they go to sleep and then they wake up in a new decade. Or so, is it even the same. Time it, yeah. I think they're definitely experiencing time differently because you also have to remember um, what was it? The last episode uh, was you know the the family ties and and whatnot, and then this one here is Malcolm in the middle, right? But but they're skipping decades left. without the kids aging, also. Yeah, but I mean the the actors aren't aging for any of it either. But the but, the biggest yeah. thing is uh, have. Uh, what was it the last week episode Wanda walks out and she throws the drone at them right and when she's leaving and walking out to throw the drone at them the alarm's going off and everything is going crazy so the drone's on the ground she goes back in and they're they're freaking out and then suddenly the alarm's still going off at the very end Pietro shows up i think it's the same alarm some people i've seen some people being like no the alarm's going off cuz he entered it somehow no the alarm was going off like that whole time that was like their next scene and because then the beginning of this episode they're only just now bringing the drone in to take a look at it they didn't just let it sit there for a full 24 hours and then move it so time is definitely moving at a different pace um which makes sense because television shows don't have time moving at the same pace as real life 20 30 minute chunks yeah so yeah um, so then, yeah, uh, Vision walks around. He then changes to actual Vision. Um, and then we have the scene with Agnes. The budget's um, starting to show, by the way. Right? Because everyone's yeah. asking where that $220 million went. It's in the, the last show. three episodes. I think we're getting like <laughs> a, a huge yeah, I fight. Heard it was, I, thought, I thought it was supposed to be, uh, from, at least from what I read, it was like, what, 10 to $20 million an episode or something? 10 to 15. Yeah, it's TV. No, 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 no. This is this. I know it's TV, but this is film quality stuff now. Like all these uh, streaming services. It's serialized film, I think is what we can call it now. And which I, you can tell more when you do it this way. You can develop characters a lot better this like you don't have a two-hour time crunch to develop i do ha- i do hate i do hate hearing the things like oh it's a 10-hour movie no just call it a fucking tv show it's okay it's okay to call it a show 
Yeah. Uh, I think I heard like the season was like 200 or like 200 million for the entire season. I'm like, whew. Yeah, that would make there. sense if it was like if it was like twenty million dollars an episode. But look um, and if it was lesser at the beginning and it gets more depending on the big set piece stuff that might Disney hurt. Plus just broke about ninety four, ninety five million right, 90, subscribers. Just under ninety five, yeah. That was subscribers, plan. not money. Subscribers. Yeah. That's subscribers. And, and, it, that's, and that's it's only gonna you, go up now. It's gonna go even up. If you just have that as they're like what you pay the you, you paid up front. Yeah, at an average of like five dollars a month or whatever for three years. That's yeah, still five dollars times ninety. Yeah, it because they had like all the different deals when they first opened when they first started. I don't know what it is about cats trying to climb on me today during this. Um, they never. Do. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> attention, I, attention. Hello. Um, but yeah, I I think the ninety five. Yes. If you just do five million multiplied by five, hello. Five million a uh, a per or five dollars a person. That's still a lot of fucking money, and we know that it's more that not everyone is paying five. Some are paying six. Some are paying seven. Some of them also happen to have the bundles where they're paying for Hulu as well sure. as. And you know that they that there's all sorts of other stuff too. If they're not paying monthly, uh, if they if they pay it all together. Yeah, the cat is Mephisto. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> so there's all sorts of different ways. Anyways, we're getting off track just talking about budgets. But uh, um, so this scene with Agnes, um, I still think that she's someone. Um, I think she's faking that she's under uh control. I think that it could it could be a bit of both. I think that Maybe. she could be um involved in but also influenced. But there's something to the fact that she has kind of been like assigned to be wanda's personal person you yeah, know like kooky one that is attached to her yeah the kooky neighbor the one she gets more of an inside view to wanda's life than like anybody else you know so she's just anytime wanda needs anything it's agnes that's right there and nobody else has that vision kind of mentioned it last episode too where he's like i have it's like why are you dressed that way i have a feeling someone's going to show up and she shows up with exactly the thing we need yeah. Here's a doghouse. Right. Um, I think she's distressed. I think maybe she might be one of the few people that came in here intentionally, possibly working with, we'll say Mephisto one more time. Um, but I th I don't think that means that Wanda hasn't had an influence over what her. What are you doing? What is happening? I don't need oh, this. We're getting a show. All right, guys. Streamlabs. They're <laughs> getting a free cat show. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> Usually you gotta pay extra this. for all that tail. I'm just saying. Oh god. Streamlamps.com slash me the money. Um, if you want if you want to see more cat lap dance. This yeah, is my second one be, today. Um so yeah, I think yeah, I think maybe uh you're right, is that she's probably either she met Wanda before they went in and she's helping her, or mm -hmm. she's a lackey for whoever set this up because i don't think wanda set it up i think right. she's me i think she's maintaining it though i think whoever set it up and then g gave her control and she's currently maintaining it again um, once she, from last episode once she went back in and the whole thing turned red i think she started to get more again quote-unquote control over it or at least the ability to manipulate it the hex itself more yeah i mean she didn't know at the beginning she was 
probably a little just as oblivious considering she had no idea how it started and she said it mult she said it to vision she said it to pietro she doesn't know how it started but she's been able to sort of cope with it as the way i mean then again when you when you get dropped into some form of of stages of grief uh sometimes you could be so distracted and and um, blinded by the pain that you're experiencing that you don't know how suddenly you went like you could be driving one night because you're thinking and suddenly you don't even realize you, you didn't even realize that now it's like you've driven 10 miles down the road and you're like, wait a minute, how did I get here? You're on autopilot. Um, she could have been. Yeah, she was on that autopilot and suddenly so it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I found it interesting how vision didn't change to human vision. He was just vision vision here. Yeah. I thought um, it was funny. So I, she's like. She's like, am I dead? He's like, no. Why? Because you are. So obviously, she's from the outside world. I, I was, I, I was definitely. Well, they're all from the outside world in a way. Uh, but what I found to be very curious was I was somehow expecting because that exact exchange, him waking her up, and then obviously they removed a couple of words. But I thought that they were because Marvel is known to do this in their trailers make something look some way to make it look a di- like something it's not I thought, considering how much everyone's been like believing Ag- agnes could be like agatha harkness or some shit um i thought that they might have somehow made that scene look a way to kind of make her just seem like another victim of the town but then it played out almost the exact same way and yet With- it still didn't feel that way it was it was it, odd it, it, in context of the scene. It felt different. It threw me a little bit because I've definitely hard been on the Agatha Harkness train. Everyone has, yeah. But um, you know, he says Catherine Hahn just for that. He says Agnes to her, and she just responds and keeps talking after she's been snapped out of it. And I was like, everyone has their name changed, as we found out from the last episode. Everyone's name is changed once they get brought into mm-hmm. Wanda's reality but she still responded to it, which leads a little bit of credence to maybe she is faking it a little bit because she should have a different personality and be a different person. Like, if she's really fully, yeah. Or yeah, exactly. I love her laugh. Like her, her, <laughs> which laugh. I mean, you, you, you do know, I mean, one thing that was noted yesterday, cause you know, some, some of the things, some of the thoughts definitely come from the action conversation yesterday. Um, I, I saw from the chat and it's definitely something that I believe too was uh, she, why would she's never been on the outskirts of scenes and whatnot. You only ever see her actually. She, why was she acting like everyone else all of a sudden um, she, and where was she Ellis Avenue? Why was that? What's the significance of Ellis Avenue? It's the edge of Westview's bubble. So there's also a reason. MCU. I think yeah. that, uh, the biggest the biggest concern there is why was she frozen in that exact spot? She was there to somehow end up kind of attracting vision to go to there to get to the edge, possibly as a way to get him to actually try and maybe cross through. Maybe the intention who her and whoever might be above her, it might have been there they wanted him to actually explore and to do that in order to force Wanda to use her power to expand. 
this could all be something that was actually planned from the beginning and they still there's still pawns in it even though because she might be controlling the size of it and a lot of the power from it but she may not be the one in charge if that makes sense cue yeah. twilight zone music um another thing like this scene right here where he's basically uh, probing her i think for me just laid more that he is not who he appears to be it may not be mephisto because this could also be like he's working for sword trying to find out more information um because it's because it, it's um interesting a person can literally from the outside world just walk into the hex and if they want they could probably leave as well so it's not like they can't walk in so he could be working for someone and it's possible that when he walked into the hex it wasn't as evan peters it could be just a the people have gone through and stayed the people. They yes, just Maddie. might have different names and whatnot. So, I mean, then again, remember, in the X-Men movies, he's not Pietro. He's Peter. Right. I, I brought that up before. And someone's so, like, well, I mean, Peter's a nickname for Pietro. And I'm like, that's mm. – I mean, I don't know. It, they 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 called him Peter because they haven't brought in because he's not like the the immigrant type character that he was that he is right. in the MCU and whatnot. They they, they, they did call they him change. Interestingly enough, though, I forgot which one of the twins it was, but they called him Uncle Pete in the show and in, in the episode. Yes, I don't remember which one though. I think yeah, Uncle they did. Pete, I thought was it Uncle Pete. I mean, that's yeah, it's very close. I could have misheard it. I don't. Think I thought I that's what the subtitle said. Okay. By the way, right. um, they're, they're just 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 as a, a thing that popped in my head now, um, another thing that Bibbs has mentioned um, was you know when it comes to yeah they did definitely pull from the '90s a bit. There was Malcolm in the Middle. There's also some other show I never watched called uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just saying, with Evan Peters taking over the, the role in this one here as a recast, it is also an adventure of Pete and Pete. I want I want to address the prince that wasn't promised in the hey. comments because he said that um, he didn't have a twin in the Fox universe. Uh, he did. It's in a deleted scene though. They they had a Wanda casted. Uh, she was mm-hmm. much. Well, actually, yeah, she was younger than him, so that's he weird. But they gave him, yeah. They did. They they no, two. So he had two sisters. Did he? he? Yes, he had the young young one that we see, and then because I just watched this that movie yesterday. Okay. Um, they do reference where's your sister? Like, um, she asked the uh, little girl, "Where's your sister?" Oh. So there's another sister. We just didn't see. Bless you. That is that is very true. Uh, so yeah, we get this scene, um, and then Vision attempts to leave the hex, where yeah. he starts as soon as he. Uh, uh, walks out, the alarm goes off, and everyone at Sword runs out, and they're standing, they're kind of watching him. Uh, once he fully walks out, he kind of drops to his knees, and he starts to basically disintegrate piece by piece. And I it was looks seeing, like there's um, nothing underneath, like not wiring yeah. anything. It's just like obscure, like just um, like a black hole. Void, like a void, like, yeah. yeah. Void, thank you, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people like, well, how come he didn't just drop straight dead well if you remember when wanda takes him from sword he's in pieces that's how he was before he was put into the hex or to me that's my thought process to me he's a construct of the hex like yes he was in pieces but he's a construct of the hex and 
so to go out he's not real or a live living so he's just returning to his place of now origin Mm -hmm. Um, it, it definitely was very interesting that he was being pulled apart and there wasn't a whole lot under there. Um, but I, I also think that it's, it's a matter of he, he's only able to survive in the hex. It's not just like, oh, maybe cause it's not about what you were outside of there and then you go back in then you come back out and you go back to how you were because otherwise, uh, Monica, would have had her outfit be back to normal probably. And her outfit wasn't her outfit had yeah. the correct, um, the, the correct, like it was 87% Kevlar, but it was still a seventies outfit. So yeah. it's not just, I, I mean, I get it. It's his actual body, but also he's not necessarily, you know, the a, same. he's not, he's not organic. So um, I think it just is a matter of he is existing as he is because of the bubble and him trying to pull away from the bubble, which is so focused on keeping him as he is, was tearing him apart more than just, he was broken. Which I think is one of the reasons why we saw zombie vision in third episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought because it's, we also saw zombie Peter in in this episode as well. Complete with the, the the bullet holes and everything, which, you know, that's why they clever them in rewatching. That's why they had Mm -hmm. that specific shot in the, previously on and then they showed ultron just the shot where he gets shot can we talk about how weird it is to have aaron taylor johnson and evan peters quicksilver in the same 30 minute span yeah even though even though it's like a a brief clip thing yeah it's it's definitely strange but of course you know darcy saying it's it's like i can't believe it's like her brother's there and she goes yeah with a whole new face yeah you brought the wrong face (laughs) yeah brought the wrong face that's what it was yeah so then next, uh, Billy, I, I, I always confuse the name. That's why uh, I always Speed and Wiccan. So then Wiccan then senses him outside the hex. He's outside the hex at this point, and he's able to hear him. Um, hey, and I, I love what he does to Speed. Just puts his hands out, and he just stops. I'm like, oh, that's badass. That's what Tommy was also like. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh that's cool so then he goes and tells wanda and so what i thought was going to happen here is wanda was gonna like lift up with her powers and like zoom out to the hex no she just expands the hex what i just i was like bigger. Oh. everything like, bigger i because that's what I she thought. just she pulled just the like, adam driver you know she's like more <laughs> yeah. more like so then she expands the hex and um Darcy will now be in the hex and uh I can I know a lot of people will be disappointed if she's not a waitress. She doesn't have to be the waitress right. from Two Broke Girls, right. just a waitress because two If broke you're going to give the kick-ass line, you make her a waitress. <laughs> yeah, just a waitress and I'm like, okay, that's good. Um but yeah, no, she she's in the hex now. I love how she turned a lot of the sword people in the class. <laughs> like we won't get mine? into it but that's some commentary i think oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah i mean yeah we're running we're like i thought we run a little bit long here because we got our uh tangents and it basically ends with um uh hayward in a in a 
SUV driving away, trying to get in touch with anyone. He can't hear him. Um, and the episode ends. So it's like kind of like a cliffhanger. So I'm I'm curious as to how they're going to start next week. Are we going to start in the hex um, set in that new uh, decade, or or is it going to yeah. start with them still driving off? Well, I think it's going to start us... with. Oh, Go you know, you know. Okay, for for those of us that think that Doctor Strange is going to have a part to play in the finale, like I do, um, I think that this expansion might be what finally catches the attention of the. I guess he's not technically the Sorcerer Supreme yet, or he hasn't been labeled that. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this is going to be hard to ignore. And Sword just got cut down like seventy five percent. If that was yeah. their, one of their well, that's I don't know if that's their main base of operations. It's something Sword is doing. It's just a base of operations that they set up outside of it. Yeah. So I don't think it's their main base at all. It's literally right. just they they just have everyone there to monitor the situation. Um, so I think he's the Sorcerer Supreme at that point. They just haven't said it yet. But then again, I mean, you know, they haven't actually called. King I was Kong under King yet, so. the assumption at the end of Doctor. To strange he had become the sorcerer supreme since he had uh the eye I, I don't know i feel like the sorcerer supreme takes a lot more than that because at that point he did something fantastic but i don't think he's the best sorcerer that existed at that point but i'm not getting into a doctor strange tangent i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no 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 no. yeah we definitely don't have i mean time hey for that. it could just um, be a position name but also i mean but no he, he, it was also pretty cool when he brought in literally everyone in the MCU that would that that they that they brought back on the casting list in Endgame. That was that was that was pretty supreme. That entire scene, ever, like I when that movie came out, that track on the soundtrack, I played on loop for like a week straight because it uh, it got me so pumped. It made me want to like just go punch a wall. I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like I got so excited. This is what punch I want to see. Wall. I want us to be in a um. When the sitcoms, and then you just see the portal open up. That'd be and cool. Doctor Strange just walks directly into the sitcom, and he pulls doing what right. happened in the uh, comics with Charles. He says, "Wanda, knock it off!" Like literally, he's gonna have to snap her yeah. out of it. Um, I I know that he's not on the level of a Luke Skywalker, but I feel like that's probably what the big cameo is, or what I want my a Michael Fassbender showing Which, up. Which, by the way, by the way, just 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 want to just want to bring this up because Jesse hasn't heard this complaint of mine that you guys have. Um, when referencing a Luke Skywalker sized cameo or, or appearance of a character, when that happened on the Mandalorian, which by the way, I have my own issues with him showing up in there, but that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> no one was told ahead of time to expect that. No one was necessarily being like, Oh, we're going to get this giant character to show up or something. It just happened. And everyone's jaws dropped. So now it's like, by the way, we're also going to have something huge in WandaVision. So let's have you sit in a constant state of anticipation, waiting to see who it could be. Hope it doesn't disappoint you in any way by us building this anticipation by saying it. Just stop fucking saying that this is going to happen and just show it when it happens. I think I Cole think... said that on the <laughs> IG show yesterday. Yeah. I think Cole said what Cole definitely did. Well, what's what's not fair i think is that she was well um, elizabeth olsen was being interviewed and she said could we see something the interviewer said can we see something like a luke skywalker level cameo and she said basically along something along the lines is yes we have some big surprises and everyone then went what's the luke skywalker level cameo it's like is it evan like 
the it could have been. Uh, it might have happened already. But the thing is, it's not a cameo though. He was in this episode. Like, she didn't look, say it was a cameo either. She said we have some okay. big, big stuff coming. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way that people point. end up perpetuating. Yeah, too. I think someone said it uh, yesterday, and I watched so many breakdowns on Friday. I'm not entirely sure who said, but I know I heard it uh, yesterday. Any predictions for next week? Lucas Mephisto, Dan's right. Lucas Mephisto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, or again, is... not necessarily predictions, um, but I, I guess maybe one is one's more just a general commentary. The I think we're going to learn what the cataracts is, and I think it has to do with what Hayward was doing to Vision. Makes then, sense because Vision and cataracts, cataracts have to do right, with your vision. Right. And then, uh, and then with. One thing I don't want to forget is like, especially with like episode two, the, all the for the kids stuff. These kids, I don't want us to forget how important these kids are in the whole realm of the show. Something is up with the kids, and they are kids. they were for a reason, and not necessarily just because Wand and Vision wanted children. And it ties back to the whole idea of like, is Mephisto has to be involved somehow with just the imagery, the references, the twins having been brought on by him, the constant references, especially in this episode between the hell, between the movies that are selected and their importance to how it could act like to, to how it could be kind of um, referencing uh, Mephisto and the twins, this, all of it, that they are absolutely key and integral to this whole thing i would like to, i'm wondering if they're going to grow up and we're going to have some like great actors that might be playing them um but at the same time we don't know if they're going to grow up anymore because they already learned their lesson about not aging up too much so we shall see uh I'll i guess tell you but just what we will, Jesse, yeah i'll tell yeah, you what we'll definitely see because he was only an hour away we're going to find out who that aerotech engineer is next episode yeah. Um, oh, as yeah. far as predictions go, every time I predict something, I get smacked in the face every episode. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't know how far I throw my predictions. I keep them kind of shallow. I love, I love speculating about what could be overall in the show after watching an episode. But as far as it goes, episode to episode, I'm always so wrong that like. I just... <laughs> and this show has such a unique kind of rhythm to it. Um, because like there was the there was the sitcom rhythms and tones that it was going with 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 the David Lynch uh, sinister vibes underneath in the first several episodes, but then it comes to the real world and and kind of backtracking, and now it's going back and forth. So it's 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 definitely much harder to accurately predict. Jesse's right there. I mean, because there the show doesn't have a like a, a predictable rhythm to it. You don't know. It's not, what, it's not how, Mandalorian. It's not. And I don't you know, mean that as not a just, shot. <laughs> it's not a series of side quests leading up to the main objective. Um, it's it's not just a goal to complete the platinum out the story. It's a bunch of shit. And we also have to remember too. Um, you know, bringing up Doctor Strange, bringing up, um, you know, alternate realities and portals and shit. One thing that we know about WandaVision is that it's going to lead directly into Doctor Strange 2. So how much of this is going to be – because it's a limited series. It's not going to have a sequel series. It's not going to have a second season. How it, much it of this series sense. is yeah. going to be – is going to have uh, uh, a finality to it to actually have um, 
answers where we're like, yes, we can either be, we don't like the answer or we're satisfied with it. By the way, there is a way that the story ends this chapter and how much of it is, this is all directly tied into Dr. Strange um, because we've heard that technically this Dr. Strange two and Spider-Man three are sort of this overarching trilogy of reality warping bullshit. And I've heard Loki so, will tie into Doctor Strange potentially as well. Yeah, so yeah. so how much of this is actually just going to be a we're still left with answers at the end because it's something that directly influences the setup of Doctor Strange 2. Because another thing obviously is Disney is really banking on these shows now. But we also know that even when that's the case and they have so many subscribers, there will be people that aren't going to be watching TV shows. They're just going to go to a theater and they're going to watch a movie and that's going to be it. So how much are they banking on the too bad everything's integrated? Are they going to make it work where you got to have seen the, the show in order to get some of the stuff in the movie? Are they going to be like, yeah, all this stuff, it helps. Sort of like how I played when I played God of War, the new one on the PS4. I don't know if you played that one. Um, it's so good. I never played the other games. I didn't play the other games, but I yeah. read the plot. I, I read the plots. Yeah, exactly. Do you see what I mean? But it does canonically take place after all of them, and it makes references to it, and it helps add to the overall emotional beats of the story, especially Kratos' thing with his son and the idea of you know being a better father than his father was to him. How much of what WandaVision is setting up is absolutely necessary for the average person to watch before they see Doctor Strange 2 or Spider-Man. That's that's a big question that I have in my head, too. I mean, we're not going to know until we watch all nine. Of course. Here. Of course. Um, but I, yeah, I think these last three, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be taken. Like, we're going to see stuff where, like, what the – like, I think the slow burn thing is probably – might be one more before we really, I think, get a lot of information as to what this is. Mm -hmm. I think if it's not seven, it'll definitely be early in eight. Do we think uh, that the last couple episodes are going to be longer? Uh, no, I think they'll be probably around the same 25, 30 minutes. Because it just last doesn't make sense. Maybe. I think a long finale. I think you get like a 45, maybe 50 minute finale. Now here's the deal. It might say 45 minutes, right? But every I'm just saying, episode like, is seven minutes of credits. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying the overall runtime. I'm saying it's going to be longer mm -hmm. than because I think what is it like 41, 42, like the longest we've had so far. Yeah, like with without credits, it's been like 40 ish minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's maybe that's, an extra 10. Yeah. So I mean, like maybe an extra 10 minutes. So the overall episode lengths could be like 40 minutes or whatever. But um. It's it's definitely uh, curious so, because you know how much did we anticipate when it came to Mandalorian? Um, like, oh yeah, don't worry, we know that the finale is going to be like an hour long, and it was also like thirty five minutes, and we we're like, it's exactly as long as it needed to be, and that's the thing. Some of these because episodes, there's a lot of people say, that work. Why? Right, but I mean, Netflix does the same fucking thing, and their credits are two minutes, including all of that stuff. <laughs> Longest episode to date, by the way, was episode five. At 42 yeah. minutes. Okay, I'll start. And that is with credits. And that is with Yeah, that means 35 minutes because it's always been roughly seven minutes of credits. So, so 35 I minutes. Just, I, I don't, don't see them doing like a full, like a, 
like a 50 minute episode, but none of them have been even close to that length. Now I would love to see it because I love this show. And yeah, like, like Jeff said, it's going to, this is going to be the one season because the, the, the whole premise idea (laughs) doesn't make sense for more than one year. Use a smaller font, fit more names on the damn screen. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's also possible the speed that they're showing uh, the names on the credits too. And I, Um, I want, I want to address the potential of Marvel leaving the general fans behind. I think we are now, um, let's see, we are 12, are we approaching 13 years into the MCU? 2008, yeah. We're, we're, well, oh it, it didn't start until years. May, if you want to be like yeah. super, but yeah. Just it's approaching. approaching. Uh, um, yep, 13. Yeah. They've done such a good job of the reason they make billions and billions of dollars on each movie is because they include the general audience and they'll make references to the other films. Like, there's a do you think everybody that's on Infinity War and Endgame saw every Marvel movie for every character that was involved? No. However, side point with WandaVision, because there's there's a lot of general audience people that are not digging WandaVision. I think that at some point it's a little bit of tough shit because you're um that far into it like nobody you don't you don't expect people to go and see rise of skywalker that have never seen a single star wars movie right like you you have to do some research you know and i think with how long the mcu's been out you're not going to have a lot of people coming into these projects that have seen none of it like i think at this point if you're ever going to watch some marvel content you've probably started in one form or another. And sorry about the S-bomb. I don't know how you guys feel about stuff. No, no, no. We don't care if you fucking curse. Ah. I'm just saying that there are other Schmodown after shows that curse more than we do, so. I don't think Uh, we've really... No, no, no. And we really um, haven't, uh, but Jesse, it was such a blast to... I fucking say fuck, fuck. (laughs) We monetize. We're not monetize. Joke's on you. But now that he brings that up, um, everyone, we're at 88 subscribers. We need 12 more to hit 100. It would be great if we could hit that in the month of February. That way we can make a custom URL for this YouTube channel. So it is easier for everyone to find instead of it being a bunch of random numbers and letters. We could just put YouTube.com slash money. So Some people have very more. lofty goals and world hunger, world peace. We want a custom URL for our YouTube channel. We do not we want twelve of you to help us out. Our URL. Some people I'm just need all the money. Jesse's already parts. done it, you guys. Jesse's already done it. So be Thank like you. Jesse and sub- subscribe to like the channel. That's not um, something I hear very often in my life. Be like me. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I want to do something here real quick. Uh, there it is. There it is. Uh, and I'm dropping. Anticipation. Are you dropping his channel in the chat? I am. I'm dropping his channel in in the chat. Everyone, go ahead and give Jesse oh, a follow on that's his. My, that's my regular channel. Sorry, that's got skateboarding and stuff on it. That's not oh. my podcast channel. I'm sorry. I can, I yeah, can do on. it, though. I'm removing it. <laughs> well, if you want to follow that it. one, too. Yeah, like, you guys like skateboarding on. and random. Um, I, I got it somewhere in here. Oh, let me, wait. Let me pull this uh, I think I remember where it was. Hold on. Yeah, it's this. Uh, but it's it's the flicking real fan cast. Yeah, the um, flicking real. There we go. Getting it in there. And... Yeah, if you want to send it in the in the in the private or er, yeah, there we go. We got it. We got it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. There we go. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that would be. Uh, right. Yeah, awesome no, that was a. Uh, yeah, no, everyone, go ahead and follow Jesse there on his channel. Um, just follow talk first. a lot of the same stuff. Uh, there's um, <laughs> a little bit of Schmo content on there, but uh, weekly so far, we're doing WandaVision reviews. If you look back, mm -hmm. there's Mandalorian reviews as well. Uh, right now, I got time to do about one episode a week, but um, as things slow down, we get back into movie seasons and stuff like that. You'll get a lot of movie news on there. So, yeah, there's yeah, going to be some pretty be... consistent stuff here. We got this, and then we're going to get in March 19th. Um, we're going to have uh, Falcon Rocking Winter Soldier, and yeah. nothing so is happening get... before March 19th, especially on March 18th. And then after you'll get May... one week of me talking about movies and movie news, and then right back into Falcon Winter Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and Jesse, we would love to have you uh, back on as it was a pleasure. Now, Jesse, mm -hmm. other than that YouTube channel, where else can everyone find you online? Well, you can find me at Twitter at Jesse Swift, the Jackal. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for him to show up. Usually, he always interrupts these shows. Um, and then you can find <laughs> me uh, on Instagram. I'm not too private of a person, and that's Nifty Swifty93. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the spots. Twitter, right. YouTube, Instagram. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone go ahead and follow him there. He has a match here coming up here in just a few weeks. So let's Against all. It's the one and only Amaru Moses Ooh, kicking off yeah. both uh, the Schmodown and IG matches. And, yes, yes, and rookie matches. And <laughs> rookie matches. No pressure <laughs> at all. I'm not yeah. feeling it. Nope. None. All right. Dan, where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Twitter at dhouse77. Uh, otherwise, hanging out with the generals in the action army. And uh, I stream tabletop RPG games on Twitch at McStabber Studios. Jeff, where can we find you? Here. And when the camera goes off, I sit here and I wait until the camera goes back on. Just frozen in place, single tear down my eye. Uh, I now, believe um, you can find me at GEOF1106, as it says on the screen. That is my Twitter handle. That is my Instagram handle. Uh, handle. The, the, you can also find me uh, tonight, actually on chris clark's twitch channel um he is if i'm not mistaken i want to have the actual twitch handle correct i forgot i quit out of twitter so let me let me pull up uh what his channel is called <laughs> it is uh twitch.tv slash chris clark 8788 i will be on tonight i believe it is uh 12 like midnight or 12 30 in the morning eastern uh, I will be playing part of their Mario Party thing for the PJ Campbell Network alongside Chris Clark, Rachel Silvestrini, and Bedore. That's so, how friendships are ended, Mario Party and Monopoly. Yeah. So um, before I got to make sure I download the program and connect my controller to make sure it works on my computer. That's very important. That um, is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find all that here. Fuck. Where can no people find left. you? Uh, you can find me right here, Brandon Buck eighty eight on Twitter. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Schmo Me Money. Um, we will we tweet out everything to do with the Schmodown. If Christian drops a match, if a competitor drops a promo, like anything Schmodown or Schmodown competitor related, we will have uh, tweeted out. Um, so it's going to be extremely fun here. Um, just glad the that promos we are going to be great this year, guys. Oh, I don't doubt that. Like. Jesse, they fucking better be. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm There's really excited for these uh, matches to start. We have one literally less than a week away, our first matches for a pay-per-view. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Please please leave a comment. What did you like? What did you dislike? 
Yeah. Uh, do you care that Jesse was on? Do you want him back? Do you want him to never come back on again? Let us know. All right. <laughs> See y'all later.